Hey everyone, welcome back to A Political Teen, even though we haven't done this in a real hot minute. Today, we have Colin Funkhauser as our guest. Montana, you can tell us what the topic is, and then we will continue. What's up? Okay, please don't. Uh, today, for our topic, <laughs> we will be discussing relationships. We sure will be. Because we each have like very interesting experiences and very different experiences with it we're bringing mm-hmm. in the diversity we're bringing in the diversity i feel like yeah yes. in that aspect <laughs> we're all very white in not too much <laughs> not too much of other aspects we're all from the same region of the world we're all the same age you know but in terms of relationships we covered all the bases between the three of us we actually very much have what does that mean? Okay, so if we break it down, long-term, whore. Hey. When I say whore, I'm pointing at Colin Funkhauser. And then, you. Long-term and whore? Yeah! <laughs> I have some midterm. Midterm, you really got mi- treated poorly. Make sure you vote in the 2020. Five months of bad. Five months of real bad. That That, uh, that is... Yeah. I think yeah. we should avoid name dropping in this. Oh no, absolutely should. no name dropping. But I think maybe it would be good, Colin, if you spoke first. Cause Me? Okay. Or like, what are some things, why don't we talk about like, what's your ideal relationship? Because it's very different for all of us. And I'm okay. very interested. Our ideal relationship in the future or our, our ideal relationship right now? Yeah. Like, what are we... Let's go with right now. Okay. Right now. What you're looking for right now? Well... Right now, I'm kind of in the middle of wanting to date and wanting to stay single. But if I had to, like, if I was, like, looking to date, it'd probably be something that's not too committal because it's just we're in high school. And to be honest, things are going to change in two years. And so I'm not going to form, like, a deep connection that's going to be, like, life-changing just to have it, like, you know, up in the air in two years. Yeah, fair enough. And I'm aware that me, as well as the majority of my peers, aren't that mature. And so I don't want (laughs) to, you know, rely on somebody else for my own well-being at this stage in my life. Because I know that that's not healthy. That's wicked wise. That is very wise. Yeah. So somewhere in between, you know, very personal and like having fun, balancing it, I guess. Yeah. What about you? You're in a relationship. I was going to say J comes before M in the alphabet, so it's actually your turn. Ooh. That's so dumb that you just did that. But anyway, I would say, as of right now, I think I need to work on the relationship that I have with my own self. And mm. so, I don't know. I just... <laughs> <I'm> so- <laughs> there are so many eighth graders in this house right now, it's absolutely crazy. Let me continue. Um... I mean I would just say that I just got out of a long-term relationship and I've just learned that as me as a person I should probably spend some time learning how to be by myself in a way that's healthy and not oh my god I need validation from everybody that I see or oh my god I'm gonna fall in love with the first boy who talks to me you know that's like you do like I've done um so but what I want, I'm trying to think, I phrased it weird, but what I want from a relationship, I guess, like, mm-hmm. is I need somebody who will, first of all, be able to keep up a conversation. Okay. Literally number one. I'm Basic realizing things. that I have very low standards. You do. Right I, now, in this moment. Any fans of the podcast will know that Jack, in <laughs> fact, described her standards as the three H's. Yes! Yes, they are the three H's, and it literally is what I stand by. For any attractive male, they must have the three H's. Which is? Do you know what they are? I do know what they are. Tell, tell them what they are, Colin. Hair. Yes. Humor. Yep. Height. No, no oh, I'm 5'2". That's pointless. What's the third H? Hygiene. 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 Oh, that's okay. Hygiene, I would say, ladies and gentlemen... Is the most important it's one. It's slowly climbing That's to number one. Low yeah. It's Yikes. it's a low standard. But an important one. But I also think it's a good thing it's a for good, like it's a good building block. I think it's a building block, but also like the reality for a lot of girls. I mean I would say our age. 
our <laughs> age, but a meaning that like girls really, I mean, at least me, like I don't care if you got a six pack abs. Like I don't, I don't give a shit Damn. if you're. You. Yeah, all Carolyn has to offer is six-pack abs. <laughs> Nothing more. If you're nice to me, if you smell good, and if you have shiny hair, well, shiny. I'm in love with you. Well, Greasy doesn't count, Colin. I... Brutal on the podcast. <laughs> Menacing. Okay. My hair is not greasy. Okay. Let the record state. Let the record state. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, you know, see, I could be corny and be like, the relationship I'm in is what I'm looking for. Which is, it's true. Like, I mean, I wouldn't be here if this wasn't what I was looking for. Um, I'd say, I guess I'll just go and describe, I guess, that in some ways. Like, it's a monogamous relationship, but it's also... I don't know what that word means. One-on-one. Okay. Yeah, as opposed to, like, polygamous or open or whatever. Just the two of you. Relationship. Okay, I get it now. You don't <laughs> have to keep explaining. Sorry, it. I continue. Thought I just explain. Um, no, he was trying to do that. <laughs> well, that was kind we of were funny. actually yeah. tagged. Yeah. All right, uh, okay. Satirical. Continue on. And um, but something that is where both parties are very realistic about the future, like you were saying, the whole like there is kind of an end date that we've set, um, where the two of us talk very extensively about breaking up which is kind of weird but honestly huh. i feel like the healthiest relationships are the ones where you discuss breaking up because i guess it's you don't have this like delusion that it's never going to end because yeah. the two of us are like yeah you know when we inevitably do break up because chances are we're not going to get married like we want to be sure that it's like on good terms ideally and just we, we've talked a lot about that type of thing yeah. Interesting. So that's where I am. In a very honest, monogamous relationship, I guess. That would absolutely terrify me. What? So for somebody to be like, oh, well, when we break up. Blah, 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 blah. Well, I think, I think I will give myself credit as a very superstitious person. Okay. And I think speaking something brings it into effect. Mm. Hmm. I don't totally disagree with that, though, is the weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think... To an extent, I've just, I, I get scared that, like, OMG, somebody has the idea that they could break up with me. Oh. They're going to break up with me. Yeah. They're going to leave me. You know, oh, whatever. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? No, I totally understand what you're saying. Like, yeah. But I, that's so realistic, I guess. And I don't know. I respect you for that. If we want to pivot to our toxic relationships. Oh, Lord. A fun story about my ex-girlfriend is... She used to love to joke about the fact that she would be the one breaking up with me. Oh. So, oh. you know. See, that's the flip side of that. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, you know, two sides of the coin, so, you know. Whenever it. whenever I think there is that type of dynamic where somebody is saying that they have power over the other, I think that's one of the best signs that you're in a toxic relationship. And funny enough, I broke up with her. Look at you go. Look yeah. at you breaking go. Breaking those two. Exactly. Um, uh, yeah, what do you guys think about somebody who thinks that you're the heartbreaker? Because I have had some interesting recent conversations with people where I have realized, I have acknowledged past mistakes and realized that maybe in the past I was kind of an asshole in terms of breaking up with people and could have parted ways with various individuals better. Mm. Um... And we, I was just having a conversation, and they were like, okay, so you're a heartbreaker. Hmm. Well, I think it has to do with how they treated you, you know? If they mm. treated you like shit, you have no obligation to be nice to them when you break up with them. But, but, but also, you know, here's what I think about this. Okay. Is that, say, like, there is, I think, guidelines that we all are kind of taught like when you break up with someone. Yeah. Number 1, don't do it over text. Mm. Number 2, don't do it over Snapchat. You're an asshole if you do it over Snapchat. Snapchat is infinitely worse than text and text is already yeah. really and bad. And you know what? I'm going to say something. Might be a hot take. I would much rather be broken up with over FaceTime than in person. See, I as a rule do not break up with people unless it's in person. Like I don't part like I even if this is a casual hookup situation, I do not split off un- Unless it's a situation where my personhood could be in danger, something, whatever. 
Um, I don't break up with people unless it is in person, for better or for worse. Some might say for worse, because it forces me to prolong things that should not have been prolonged. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think the term heartbreaker, there's no easy way to break up with somebody. Yeah, that's yeah. true. There's no easy way to break up like, with somebody. I, I mean, that is just, that's such a false... Like, I think people talk about, like, messy breaks up, me- messy breakups and non-messy breakups, mm-hmm. but I think every breakup, if you want to or not, it's going to be messy and people are going to hurt deeply. It's just, like, mm-hmm. there's no way of avoiding it, I guess. No, there's always going to come pain when two people who are part of each other's lives leave their lives, you know? And I think that that's not anybody's fault. Yeah. I yeah. think when you, I mean, I think there are certain ways that, like, I want to hear the examples that people have given if you're willing to share them. When I was bad at breaking up with people? Yeah, because I just don't, I think I see you as a very, very mature person. And I can't, I mean, you're, you're very blunt, but, like, I don't necessarily see that as a bad thing when breaking up with somebody. It's... Um, <laughs> just because you're not gonna like Montana, just because you're not gonna look them in the eye and start sobbing, crying, and tell them that they were the love of your life doesn't mean that you're a heartbreaker. See, I don't want to give away too many details because one of these people I am friends with, and it would be kind of, I don't need to. We don't need to get no, all the way no, into no, it, no. but I'll just, I'll basically explain that I was having a lot of issues with myself that I was not making clear to the other person and I was like in such a horrible place like I was with a male partner and I was literally like something is wrong I feel like I I just felt like shit I hated myself and I wanted to die all the time and I was like well why is this and I basically through some back roads concluded that I must be lesbian and I was like, there's no other reason. Like, you laugh. Like, it's not, I'm not kidding. No, I, like, I know you're not. Yeah. And I was like, I must be lesbian. Like, there's no other explanation for why, why I would feel so, like, inexplainably like shit. Um, okay. And so I was like, I, I just, I guess I must be lesbian. And, like, I, I don't know. In some ways, I just didn't give that person the detail that they deserved. And in retrospect, if I could do it again, I would have gone back, number one, and told myself, Monty, you're stupid, you're not lesbian, you're just, like, depressed. Right. And also (laughs) explain to that person in a timely manner, hey, I know that I told you that I was lesbian. After thinking about it for a few months, I'm not lesbian. I just had, like, really, really terrible mental health and was not being honest with you. And, like, it was just the fact that I was lying to them like leading up to the relationship in terms of like mental health and then proceeded to break up with them on grounds that were not even true so they didn't like get Mm. a clear response i don't know they didn't get a clear explanation i guess yeah yeah sorry i don't (laughs) might be but i don't think that makes you a heartbreaker I don't even think that makes you a bad person. But does it make you a heart... Does it matter what you intended if the person gets their heart broken? I mean, when I hear the term heartbreaker, I think you intentionally broke their heart. Yeah. That is what what I took that as. I do understand what you mean now. Yeah. But I just... It makes me, like, grossed out to think of you have been thinking that, like, that situation makes you a bad person. Mm. Because, I don't know, mental health and relationships is the worst thing in the entire world. You could pivot to that. We, I've, it's an important thing to talk uh, about. Naturally pivoting, pivoting. I think it's the worst. Like, I, I won't even lie. It sucks. Like, having and it what sucks. sucks? It sucks not being okay for your significant other and it sucks having to take time away for yourself because you can't physically put out any more effort towards that person because if you do it like breaks you Mm -hmm. or partners with bad mental health 
or partners yeah. with bad mental health. You know, I've talked about in our earlier episodes about being the therapist of the of friends that I've had. Like yeah. that's just I commonly find myself in the position where I am the therapist. That is that yeah. is my position in my friend group. Yeah, I can agree with you. Yeah, and I mean it's just it's so unhealthy. That's just not a way to be. And for so yeah. long in my personal experience, I convinced myself that all of my issues were irrelevant because either my friends or significant other had bigger issues. Yeah. And talked about it more. And that divide ruined, like, ruined my relationships. I think going off of that, like, the most important thing to recognize in a, I guess, healthy relationship is the fact that your mental health and your, like, state of being is prioritized over theirs. Like, as much as it sucks, and as much as you want to prioritize them, it's just, it's not possible. Like, you do, in some sense, have to prioritize yourself. And, like, to be in a healthy relationship, they should do the same, and they should understand that that is just a given. Mm. And if that's the case, you'll have a, you know, a lot easier time when you have mental health issues in relationships. But when it is, you know, the therapist dynamic, as I've also experienced, it does not work because eventually you, you know, kind of self-implode. Yeah. And it, it it's horrible because you can care so much about the person and know that if I stay here, this is going to be so bad, you know. Yeah. But I think it's really important that if anybody even listens to this, because I know some of y'all do, the Spotify rap things that people sent me made me so happy. So sweet. But it is so important to know because I didn't for so long. And it makes me upset that I didn't know it. But you are not responsible for anyone else's mental health. Yeah. You are not responsible. And it's different to care about your significant other and be there for them. Of course you should always be there for your person. But you are in no way obligated. It is not your responsibility at the end of the day. And it never was. And it never will be. You know? I mean, also, I think an additional layer is none of us are trained psychologists. We're 16! Well, we're 16, but, like, even adults out there in the real world, like, you're not a trained psychologist. You don't have the resources and the tools to deal with this. But, yeah. It's also, it is hard, though, when people, like, are coming to you with problems and you want so badly to help them, but you just have to set boundaries, kind of a common sense. But of course, but setting those boundaries doesn't make you a bad person. Speak it. It doesn't. Yeah, setting and upholding boundaries does not make you a bad person. Scream it from the hilltops, I will scream it from the hilltops. I will put on a little lederhosen and yodel it as loud as I possibly can. Mm. Don't think that I won't do it. And I think part of that is, like, I guess a lot of people that want to be there, it's like the best thing you can do, honestly, is just listen and be kind of like a person to vent to. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, my parents were talking about how, you know, my dad tried to fix everything that my mom came to him with. And one day she was like, hey, stop, just listen, don't try and fix it. Yeah. And like after that, it was like, you know, like a switch flipped, you know. And it's like being there doesn't mean having the answers and being able to give them solutions. It just means being there and listening and being, you know, supportive Mm-hmm. but you you don't have to have an answer. I think that's definitely actually a mistake that I have made mm-hmm. in the past in my relationships. Because, like, I'll be open with this, the fact that we are not the relationship gods. We have made so many mistakes. Really? I mean, sure, Montana. We're very rad. But, oh, my God, are we dumb. Morons, some might say. Morons, idiots, 
There Fools. are a thousand words. Buffoons. But I mean, who but isn't? Who isn't? Mm, well but said. I will say that, like, I've made so many mistakes, but I understand that that is one mistake that I do make, I think, is not telling people what I want from them. Mm. Like, when I get angry or when I get upset, you know, and they respond in a certain way where I'm like, no, you're not understanding, you know, that's not what, what that's not what I'm saying, you know, whatever. And they're like, we just want to help. Like, mm-hmm. there are some times when you need somebody to listen. Mm-hmm. There's some times where you need somebody to just give you a hug. Yeah. There's some times when you want people to be mad with you. And unless you tell them outright, you're not going to get the reaction that you want. Almost right. never. Right. And that is definitely... I mean, I know they say, like, communication is key. But, but like, it, it is. is. <laughs> and, like, I know, speaking of relationships, not just, like, romantic, I've talked yeah. about the relationship I have with my mom yeah. on this podcast. Yep. And, like, that's a really good example. Because mm-hmm. I've had kind of a rough time recently, and I tell my mom everything. Yeah. So I'll come home, and I'll go, oh, my God, Mom, I need to tell you about this. Like, ah, 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 ah. And she'll go, well, Jack... Maybe you should work on not letting these things ruin your life. And I go, that's not what I want to hear. Like, you need to just listen. To, like, I don't need another thing to work on, you know, whatever. Like, but it's just, you just have to be upfront with people. Yeah. Like, you just have to tell them, I don't want you to tell me what to do. I don't want you to even say anything. Just listen. Yeah. Yeah, actually, <clears throat> my my ex-boyfriend, not when we were dating, um, but... before we started dating been friends for a very long time and he was coming to me with a problem actually about another relationship he was in messy an entanglement if you will and he was like you know i just i don't know like this is just such a frustrating situation this that and i look at him and i'm rattling off off a list i'm like you can do this you can do this you can do this he goes shut up montana you always are trying to give me an advice and honestly, I fucking hate advice. And have right. I ever given him advice ever again? No. No. Because he explicated that that was not what he wanted. But that's good that he did, because if not, Miss Montana would have kept rattling off her list ideas on yeah. all of her solutions. And they were the good ideas, problems. too. I bet they were. They were great ideas. And damn him if he didn't take the advice. But I don't think he did. I doubt it, too. That's but fine. it's fine. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And going off of this whole, like, uh, admitting mistakes... I think, in my experience, that's the most important part of growth is admitting mistakes in life, in relationships, whatever. You need to understand that it's not the other person's fault only. Mm-hmm. You have, you are at fault also, I guess, in most situations because we're all human and we all make mistakes. And understanding them and processing them is how you, in the future, avoid those mistakes and avoid mistakes like them, you know. Well said. Absolutely. And I think, yeah. I don't know how to even go off of that. That was very good. That was basically the essence of everything that yeah. we need to say. Um, yeah, I would say definitely communicate. This goes back to communication. Communicate with your ex-partners, like, what didn't go well. I don't know. I know it's really awkward, but... I mean, first off, I guess I should preface this by saying you don't owe people anything. You don't owe them a, a grand explanation of all no, of their faults. And some people, frankly, don't want that. Um, but I don't know. I feel like you owe it to yourself. You owe it to the other person to have, have some level of transparency about what went wrong. And at least, at the very least, make sure you guys are, if not on the same page, have heard the other person's side of the story. Because otherwise, mm-hmm. y- especially if you guys are co-mingling with other friends it's just a recipe for i mean absolutely issues It, it is really important i think especially when you have just a relationship that ends yeah that there are absolutely two sides to every story Mm -hmm. absolutely and honestly those sides of the story they're important to hear if you're a friend and you're really I guess invested and if your other friends okay, but otherwise it's none of your fucking business. The general absolutely public? none. Mm. You know? And I think going back to the like, oh I'm a heartbreaker, you know. What does it mean to be like 
I don't personally self-identify as a heartbreaker. This was a label that was thrust onto me. Right. And it's a label that shouldn't have been thrust onto you, I think. Well, that's good. It's just... It sucks to hurt people that you love and, like, you want to be around. I don't think anybody, like, tries to hurt people they love, you know? No. I mean, I hope not. Unless you're a dick. I mean, I don't know. I feel like some people... Or if that's something go into things with (laughs) i'm sorry yikes yo i mean some people are into that but like you can be you can be a masochist and treat people with respect yeah that's a different type of hurt yeah like i think (laughs) (laughs) that's a more (laughs) oh no nobody like (laughs) i'm not even gonna no one tries to make their insides hurt Wait, what? Stop talking. <laughs> I didn't even understand. I'm not going to ask you to elaborate. I don't, don't I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to clarify. Okay, that's I don't fine. Think anybody gets off from just like. Okay, that's pain. enough. Okay, that's enough. Uh, you're wrong. That's a kink. Mm. I'm, you could say that about anything. Yeah. But I think it's a very. Oh my God, rare that's thing. so true, though. Yeah, it's isn't it? Ew. Yeah. People are weird. People are weird. People are weird. The, that's a kink. Beep. That part of their brain that connects their feelings. Oh, yeah. Colin just told us, like, the weirdest shit today, and I think that he should explain. Okay. So, um, Montana was talking. Okay. Uh, Never mind. I'm not going to expose her. But anyway. Excuse me. We were, we were talking about feet. This sounds very <laughs> bad. But anyway, feet came up, and the, 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 like, thought process of foot fetishes came up, and we were like, ew, how could that be possible? And I was like, actually, there's a scientific explanation. Because in your brain, you have a strip of like brain matter that maps out your entire body, basically, and relates like your feeling senses from all of your body to the strip of brain, and it like sends information out. But the funny thing is, the genitalia section is right at the end next to toes and feet. And so in some people... Their nerves and synapses bind and, like, make connections across the feet and genitalia, like, areas, and foot fetishes appear. We looked this up. And it is true. Like, it's true. Y'all don't have to look it up. In fact, please don't. Spare yourselves. Spare yourselves. But it is true. Yeah. So, I mean, at least people have a scientific reason to be freaks, but... Could take a Freudian approach. Just look at their yeah. parents. <laughs> what? Fact, Wait. Freud, like most modern, like I guess people in his field, denounce him. Do their work because they want to disprove his theories. It's all the majority of, like Freudian logic, like everything that comes out of it, is just in order to disprove him because everybody hates what he said. Yeah, because basically his his rationale was everything can be traced back to childhood and every but everything is done for the purposes of what pleasure and power what he had like he had like two main axes and for him basically everything went back to sex and your child in childhood and that was the thing and And people are like how dare you and people don't like to think about the fact that they might be attracted to somebody because their dad was mean to them (laughs) um but the the other day, actually, speaking of which, speaking what? of which, <laughs> speaking of which, um, how do you guys feel about people's parents' involvement in teenage relationships, parental involvement in teenage relationships? Absolutely not. Well, I think the only involvement parents should have is ensuring their kids are well-educated in the areas of, you know, safely, you know, you know, safe sex, Colin. I guess. Oh. Okay, there you go. But I think that's... And then being there for when their kids have questions or need somebody to talk to. But other than that, they should not be involved. I think it's important, like... Let me think. Again, I tell my mom everything. Mm -hmm. Not everything, because that's weird. But, like... A lot of things. My mom... I think it's really important for parents to also be able to recognize if there's something going wrong with their child. Like, maybe my mom is just like, she is psychic. A lot of Jewish mothers are psychic. 
It's it's real. Y'all are <laughs> laughing at me, but it's so real. I don't want to hear anything about it. I'm mm-hmm. also psychic, so okay. shut up. Mm-hmm. You're not a mom. I'm not a mom. Well, nope. I could be. Nope. Okay, fine. I'm not a mom. Excuse me? I am Jewish. I don't know. <laughs> I don't right. know what I'm talking about. I'm just, story. just listen. Going. I'm not going to ask questions. My Jewish mom can tell the future. Okay. Okay. Get back to the main Listen. She, I think, can always tell when there's something wrong with me. Okay. Always. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, that's really helpful, mm-hmm. I think, because having someone that's going to be there for you if something's going wrong in a relationship or just in your life, I think can make all the difference. Mm-hmm. And that's just me personally. I think it's different for everyone. Yes. But other than that, other than just like being there for your child, but I think parents like, should not have yeah. involvement but in I their think child's relationships. That like the kid comes to the parent, the parent doesn't go to the kid. Because I guess my philosophy is the kid needs to learn for themselves, you know? Yeah, I agree. They need, to, they need to make mistakes and get hurt in order to learn, you know? I agree. And if you are a parent and you are telling your kid what is right and wrong in a relationship, like, most of the time that causes the kid to rebel and then end up hurting themselves anyway. Right. Mm. And so it's important, like, the, you know, like, the mature parental thing to do, as hard as it is, to, is just to give your child space. Which is, like, incredibly terrifying, I'm sure, for adults and parents. You know, I'm not a parent. But, like, my parents have worked really hard to give me my space and, you know, form a respectful, like, mature relationship with me, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because they don't want me to resent them. And I think that's a very important thing to do that a lot of parents struggle with because it's just so hard to let your kid, you know, get hurt. I honestly could not agree more with what you're saying. Like, I think that yeah. not trying to spare your kid from people is so important. Because uh, we all had a... The first example that comes to mind is we all had a mutual friend who was dating someone who was incredibly toxic and their parent was just, like, incessant. You need to break up with this person. You need to break up. And what did they do? They didn't break up with them. Right. Because... Whenever your parent tells you to do something, it's just... You know, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I mean, like... It came from a good place, but it, exactly as you said, it ended up causing so much more harm. And it's just like, again, just be there for your child. You know, that's it. If they let want them, you to be there. No, them. like, let them make mistakes. But I think being there is also acknowledging that, like, I need to give you space. Like, I need to accommodate for you, because mm-hmm. you're my child and I like you. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right. no, but I, I mean, like, be there for your kid if your kid wants your help, yeah. I guess. and I mean, part of that is acknowledging that mistakes are human. And, like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the thing I see the most is parents who will punish their kids for every mistake. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it kind of teaches the kid, it doesn't teach them, oh, don't make mistakes. It teaches them, hide everything and close yourself off, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. And it's like, kids that, you know, are afraid to make mistakes are the ones that will end up making more mistakes once they don't have that parental figure you know, like, policing them. Yeah. Well, now that we're the expert on parenting, um, I, I would also kids. say that, like, I know something that I've really appreciated with my parents is mm-hmm. that, like, they've explicitly, obviously, I've had some really fun things happen in my love life recently, but my mom has made it very, like, forward that, like, if I'm ever to get back with my ex, she fully supports me. Mm-hmm. And that, like, she loves me and you know she wants to make that clear that like she will help me through the tough time that I'm going through mm-hmm. but that she's just she support me in anything mm-hmm. and like I don't know I think oh my gosh I are can't you okay? feel my leg it's Colin. all numb it's completely Colin's numb. having a geriatric oh moment oh my god I, <laughs> <laughs> I can't feel my leg we can okay. switch positions. Sorry, no, it's go. fine. Colin, it's just fine. go over just here. Just go here. Okay. Yeah, you, you, you don't get it. Oh. All right. My legs are too long. Oh, I can't even walk. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm just going to do a Are you an old man? California I can't girl. feel my leg. I get it. You can't feel your leg. Just <laughs> oh sit down. It feels weird to walk. Okay. <laughs> Why are you... And then you're doing this. I don't this. know. 
Stop. He's having a lot of problems. <laughs> My God. Okay. So Colin has arthritis, and parents need to be nice to their I children. I just don't have enough Those blood are in the, my legs. Let's switch. This is making me melancholy. <laughs> let's switch positions. Oh, not positions. Topics. Okay. Yeah. Should we, on the topic of toxic relationships, what are our, like, biggest red flags? Oh, that's oh. actually a really good section. Very good section. You go first. Me, but I don't. Let me think. You guys go first. Oh my god. Montana? See, it's. You were the number one shooter of red flags. No, no. Wait, no. I phrased that so poorly. Not that you're shooting them like, oh my god, I have red flags, but like. I, mean, I feel like you're very good at recognizing red flags. Oh, I think I am too, but it's also one of those things of like, I don't have a running list. It's more, I know it when I see it. Yeah, it's like a feeling. It's that, what the Missouri senator said about pornography. I know it when I see it. <laughs> I know it when I see it. I can't define pornography, but I know it when I see it. Um, I Legend. <laughs> legendary activity. Um, what I was going to say, oh God, there's so many. There are just too many to possibly put into this. Mm. Um, I red, have one. Okay, go. Think, okay, so I can't think of any. My like greatest red flag is like when people get like really attached really fast. I'm like, mm. oh god, and then it really causes me to like back up and like close off. Cause like when somebody gets super attached really fast before they even like know me, it's just like really off-putting you know yeah no respect for pacing and that yeah and it's like it feels like they don't want to know me they just want to use me type Mm. that's mm. for me it's when people have i mean i think that this could have been keyed to in the first question we asked but um when people have unrealistic expectations about either the person they're dating or the relationship whether that means like I'm expecting you to be my therapist, or that means we're going to get married, we're going to have kids. That shit freaks me the fuck yeah. out. so scary. When people are talking about weddings, yeah. excuse me? It's very scary. Yeah. I think, yeah. Uh, you know what? I was going to say, when people chew with their mouth open, <laughs> I, <laughs> I know y'all are going to laugh at me. It's such a red flag. I, I mean, don't. That's more of like an ick than a red flag, though. I think it's a red flag. Because, like, red flags are, like, How are you not going to have respect for everybody else? Okay. Your mouth well, is open. True. true. I can see the smushed up food yeah. in your mouth. I, mm, oh, I had a good one and it left me. Mm. Okay, I have other other ones that are better. Okay. Yeah. You but you they do. smell bad. Um, <laughs> but it also... three H's, I guess. But it, that's still It does. Ick. No, I know. It's an ick. Let me think. Let me think. Yeah, these are icks. Because there, there is a distinction, but I, I think we should try to figure out the distinction. Absolutely. You know, I think gaslighting. I know... Listen. No that's shit, such a, Sherlock. Okay, shut up. Really, manipulation is a red flag? Okay, okay. <laughs> Let... Specifically... Okay, okay. Specifically, if you have an issue with your significant other and you bring it up to them and they try and tell you that it's not an issue yeah obviously that's a red flag but i think it's very easy to be convinced that That okay i was stupid well it's i think it's really easy to get gaslit by your loved ones like yeah because they just have so much power like that's like the most slippery slope is just because you can i don't know Okay, this is a really, really niche red flag that I was talking with somebody about it the other day. Okay. Um, this is for, this is for, like, bi, pan, queer women who also date, like, men. If you have a guy who's, like, yeah, you know, like, I think it would be so hot for you to, like, make out with girls. Or if they're, like, if you cheated on me with a girl, I wouldn't be upset. No, no. That type of thing is, for me instantly or people who are like obsessed with having threesomes there's a lot of that type of thing mm. where you need to you need to run mama if oh, somebody yeah. is saying that to you sprint yeah Ooh. anyway that was very niche but um do we want to talk about x now Ix? absolutely okay I, do. I don't have like any x really maybe that's maybe that's my red flag is that i don't really <laughs> Unless we what actually that is such a lie. No, when people don't brush their teeth, but that's like <laughs> that's like my main thing is when people have like nasty breath. breath. Yeah. But other than that, I can't think like of the a most single one. Off-putting thing. Huh? What are my eggs, Jack? 
not the ones that I have, but I complain about. The ones that you complain about. Okay. I can't think of. I can't think of them. When people talk like the world is ending. <laughs> when people are irrational. <laughs> when people come to you and talk like the world is ending, that it's never gonna be okay again. Montana does not like that shit. Ever. Like you speaking from Britain? Yes. Yeah, I'm no. speaking from personal yeah. experience. You were a type of person who is going to tell you what they think and tell you how to make it better. Yeah. And that goes back to the like, okay, well if you don't want that, don't go to Montana. Yeah, we've had this discussion before. Absolutely. I'm like I'm not a good shoulder to cry on. I'm a good like how to I would say crawl you know out. what? I've known you for like 7 years now mm-hmm. and we've been best friends for the seven years of that time um but like i talk to you about everything Mm -hmm. because i know that you will always listen to me and that you always hear me out i appreciate that always like but would i come and well i think it's just for people you don't know as well i would say that is definitely an ick for you oh and people try to like dump on you emotionally and you don't know them and you're like oh who are you or when they're like the world is ending and you have to help me and you're like i don't okay (laughs) but yeah like i don't think i would say if you're relying on montana to be a shoulder to cry and don't you need to find a better shoulder a more stable shoulder a more stable shoulder yeah you know um see funk any more red flags i Um, we're talking about icks right icks oh sorry icks well i guess i don't want to sound like egotistical but like something that i have egotistical is that what you just said (laughs) but what i have experienced that was actually really good shut up (laughs) that was actually you got you gotta say that was really good i didn't mean to say that you completely said it it's okay i know Uh, it was like the freudian somebody said we should change change positions (laughs) yeah that was okay except now my leg hurts anyway um (laughs) but i've experienced like people that like I guess, like, idolize me, I guess, or... Mm. Yeah, you just said that. ...are almost afraid of me, like... (laughs) (laughs) Are people who think you're perfect? Yeah. You're so right. It really just, like, uh, I don't like that. Being put on a pedestal is nice for... Like, 15 minutes. (laughs) Maybe even week tops, where you feel like you're the king of the world. Until you realize... I'm not the king of the world, and the way that you're thrusting your idealization upon me is so weird. It is so weird. Yeah. You cannot do that. Yeah. I am just a human. I am not your mom. I am not your babysitter. (laughs) Yeah. I am a human woman, and you can shut up. You know how we were talking about Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? Yeah. You know that um, scene with Clementine? Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. Okay, well... Spoiler alert, sorry guys. There's a scene between Joel and Clementine in a library where she's like, every guy thinks that I'm going to save their life. Yeah. And she's talking about how I'm just a girl trying to deal with my own fucked up shit, whatever, some poetic something. Yeah. And that resonated with me so much Mm -hmm. of like, just because somebody wants you to be their Clementine, their perfect whatever, that doesn't mean that you are and that doesn't mean that you have to be that. Because you're not. Because you're not. Because you're not that. You, if somebody idolizes you like that, it will never, ever work out for them like they think it will. I will tell you that always. Because that's just not realistic for who people are, you know? Like, like also on a simpler, like, level, I use a lot of sarcasm and, like, poking fun at people, I guess. Mm -hmm. And, like, if I do that to someone that's idolizing me, it's just going to go right over their head and they're going to take it personally. When people don't get sarcasm, ick. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, they're not going to be able to, like, poke fun at me or be sarcastic back. And it's, like, you know, where do you go from that? I've just realized that's probably my biggest, like, red flag. That, that's not even an ick. That's, the the flag is red, the yeah. sky is red, the ground is red. Not everything getting is, sarcasm? Everything is becoming red. Okay. No, I was going to say the pedestal thing, but not yeah. getting sarcasm. Oh, no, that like, that is, yeah. I would say that's actually one of my number one red flags. But also a mistake that I've made. Again. <laughs> well, hopefully you learned from that Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> My mistake was allowing myself to stand on that pedestal because mm. I seek validation from people. Yeah. And I... going, this is a lot of validation <clears throat> that's being thrown at me. 
I must be the sexiest person in the entire world. And then realizing, I'm not the sexiest person in the entire world. Oh, no. And also, I can't be what they want me to be. And that is the worst feeling in the entire world, too. Because having to come to terms with the fact that this person has such a glorified expectation for what you are. Yeah. And realizing that, like, you're not in love with me, you're in love with this idea that you've created of yeah. me. Deep shit. Deep mm. shit. We shit wouldn't know anything about that here, though, would we? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. What do you guys... Okay. Uh, you have to go pretty soon, right? I have 30 minutes. Oh. oh. What? Well... Just kidding. Let's see. How, how long it... Okay, okay, 45 minutes? Already yeah. pretty long. I was gonna say we could talk about a good way to end... We could either we could end talking about um. Nope, it's gone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever was there is is away. It's it's far far. Oh, I was gonna say how to move on from relationships oh. and how to manage your exes. Mm. Do you be friends with them? Do you ignore them? Do you act like they don't exist? What do you do? I think it I depends think, on the ex. I think it's impossible to be friends with your ex. What? Not to be disagree. A pessimist, but I think it is, like. It's impossible to be friends, like, like, you can be friends, but you can't be, like, close, you know? I disagree. I don't, I don't think you'll ever be as close as you were, like, before the relationship. Okay, I agree with that, or during the relationship, or whatever, but I disagree that you can't be close with them. I agree, too. I just think, after you have a connection like that with somebody, I don't know. I guess it depends on the relationship, though, is what I would say. I think it depends on the ex, and it depends on the relationship, but... I'm a strong believer that, like, I don't know. I want people to remain in my life, Mm -hmm. and it makes me sad to think that I could never continue that relationship on. Mm -hmm. But that could be me just being unrealistic, you know. Who knows? But I know that I hope from the exes that I've had to keep them in my life and Mm -hmm. to hopefully further become close again if that happens yeah but if it doesn't that's okay too like you don't have to be be friends with them you don't have to not be friends with them if you are friends with them it's very important to have an understanding and set boundaries yeah you know yeah that's setting boundaries you know we are friends right i just think after a breakup with with i guess most relationships that you know are serious Mm -hmm. after a breakup the amount of pain you go through it's just really hard to you know i guess you know forgive or ignore the pain that you felt in the past Mm -hmm. and let bygones be bygones you know just because you know you were connected to that person and a friendship is just you know different well, you know, we were just talking about this before we even started the, you know, friends before yeah. mm-hmm. relationship or best friends before relationship. Yeah. Um, I think you should not try and date your best friend. Don't date well, your best yeah, friend. Yeah, we were talking that about is, that. That is, you know, a but, pillar. But I think I what I'm saying is, like, Same. I think if you were like, hey, listen to me. <laughs> Don't just dap up and hold on. Listen to me. <laughs> I think maybe, again, maybe this is me being optimistic. Well, it is me being optimistic, but if you, I think if you're friends before a relationship, then you can be friends again. Like, I would hope. Depending on the, depending on the person, depending, depending on the Depending on the person. I think only If after, they were, like, listen, if they were manipulative to you, if they have personally caused you pain, if they have made you feel anything less than you are, do not let them back in your life. Yeah. Yeah. I think you can, like, the only chance is if you both have come to terms with what has happened and you're both on the same page about everything that happened is, like, then when you can become friends. Because, you know, when you become friends, like, inevitably, if there are things that you guys disagree on, it's going to come up and it's going to cause issues. you got to work through the issues of the breakup because there's a reason why that relationship didn't work out and even if it's not a romantic relationship and it's just a platonic relationship 
those issues exactly will remain if you don't address yeah, them. Exactly. But like honestly, as somebody who is I'm only talking about long term things. As a f- person who is friends with all of their long term exes, like I think it's possible, but maybe they don't <laughs> view me in the same light and they're like, This is just my ex who's crazy and won't leave me alone and thinks we're friends. Well, fair. Yeah. I just think I think there should be no pressure on whether yeah. you mm, should be friends point. with them or you shouldn't be friends with them. It's just whatever. You know, happens. if they happen to come back in your life, that's okay. Yeah, don't fight it. Don't yeah. fight it. Unless it unless needs to be they factually... were, unless it needs to be fought. Yeah. I don't know what's a good place to end. I'm trying to think. This is a never-ending story. It yeah. is a never-ending story. Come back in a few months, I will have completely different opinions. Oh, you know what? You're so right. Yeah. I will too. But I think the. You know, a good ending is, like, are we optimistic about the future? Just in general? Or sure. in terms of relationships? In terms of relationships. You know what? I... I've been really hurt in the past. And I'm optimistic that I can do it. Like, I can be myself and be comfortable around another person again but not until I figure out my stuff you know so in that way I'm optimistic because I have enough faith in myself personally that I don't know I can do it what about y'all um yeah I'm optimistic because I recognize that I'm literally a teenager. Mm. And most of what is happening right now in terms of relationships, you know, is just kind of like, I guess, a learning experience because, you know, right now nothing is too serious. You know, I'm not like getting married. Things are changing. Things will be changing for a while. And, you know, it's just important to, I guess, live in the moment and have fun without you know getting hurt mm-hmm. I guess I'd say you learn from the good you learn from the bad as much as you said I, I appreciate the like try not to get hurt but at the same time you're inevitably gonna get hurt yeah. or somebody else is gonna get hurt but all you can do is take it in stride and learn from it yep. and try not Absolutely. to repeat the same mistakes I don't know it's, keep your head down I am <laughs> keep I will say I am so thankful for every relationship that I've had. Me too. Aha. Uh-huh. I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it for anything. I really wouldn't. Because it's taught me so much about the future and what I want. And what you don't want. And what I don't want. Yeah. How do you know what you want? But you, you know, want. those people I will always hold in my heart. Oh. Well because I that's mean, like very yeah. But I always will. And that's Oh my god. Some eighth grader just got bodied downstairs. <laughs> what just happened? Some heads got knocked. Oh my god. If you're hearing any um really weird rap music, it's it's my brother and his eighth grade friends. Um, we're all incredibly cool. Uh, sick nasty. Swagger. I bet they know everything there is to know about relationships. I bet they do. They probably got good head game. Ew, gross. And on that note, <laughs> hey guys, this has been A Political Teen. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Monty. That's Jack. That's Colin. <laughs> See ya. See ya.